right. Hey everyone, hello world, welcome. My name is Don, and oops, here we are. <laughs> and my name is AJ. AJ. There you are. <laughs> that was weird. We'll get the hang of it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and you are watching Showcase for the week ending Sunday, March the 5th. 2023. Thanks so much for tuning in live right here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe as your platform of choice or whatever. And uh, we are going to do some weird news headlines, basically. Um, AJ, you want to say anything to sort of kick this off? Say hi to the audience right quick. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, I'm back. Uh, sorry I couldn't be here Friday. I was just dealing with some things. But I'm happy to be here, and I am so ready to get on some weird news. Awesome, and we're happy to have you, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, oh, and by the way, one more thing: don't forget when you're when you're when you're coming up on any like weird news headlines and stuff like that, like weird topics. As long as they're non-religious or political, feel free to send them to us via the contact form that is on our Linktree page, which is right over here at linktr.ee slash weekend showcase. We have a contact form right here. I just want to go ahead and make sure that y'all knew about this. So if you have like suggestions for us, like, you know, topics that we should be covering on our Sunday shows or games we can stream or stuff that you should, that you want to see us talking about, um, this is how you get a hold of us. The, the Linktree link scrolling at the bottom of the screen. So I want to make sure that y'all are aware of that. And uh, once again, thanks for liking and subscribing. So let's go ahead and get started. We're here for weird news headlines. Uh, and let's go ahead and kick off with a user submission, actually, uh, while we're on that subject. Uh, this first thing uh, was sent in to us from Toronto Sun. Pizza acrobatics is an actual sport. <laughs> this is interesting. This man has won seven world championships for it. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Looks like some sort of a like a fill-in sort of thing during a Globetrotters game, I guess. Uh, let's see, Tony Jimmy Jemignani. I apologize, I don't know how to pronounce that. I apologize. Jemignani uh, started spinning pizza dough when he was 17. Crowds at his brother's pizzeria in Castro Valley, California, would watch in awe as he tossed dough 15 feet in the air before seamlessly sliding it through his legs, across his shoulders, and around his back like a basketball. He never dropped it. Oh, please tell me we have a clip of this. Oh. Like we have a clip. We nope, that's an ad. Sorry. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, darn it. Nope, it doesn't look like we have a clip of this. Darn it. Uh, well, oh, wait. okay, here we are. I think, Let's yeah. see. It may be an unusual hobby, but tossing pizza is no joke. Like other competitive sports, it requires focus, coordination, physical strength, and perhaps most important, practice. Lots of practice. AJ, your first reaction to this? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Pizza aerobics threw me off for a minute. I thought it was going to be a guy dressed up as a piece of pizza that was just doing the wildest of all gymnastic style moves on a balance beam. But this, yeah, no, this no, no, no. Acrobat. Yeah, it said uh, acrobatics. Did I say aerobics? I'm pretty sure I said acrobatics. But but anyway, yeah, yeah. acrobatics. Ha ha. That would have been crazy though. But anyway. Yeah, so this is uh, this is bizarre. I don't even know. How, I wouldn't even know where to begin to even start to practice for that. And I can only imagine like the amount of like accidents that were probably involved in the making of like practicing for this kind of thing. I didn't. I don't even know where to begin with that. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, cool. So thanks. For, thanks so much, audience, for uh, sending that in. The person did not uh, wish to be like called out by name, but uh, we do appreciate the submission. Thanks for that. Um, and once again, you people at home, if you have uh, ideas for other sort of weird news topics from around the internet, so long as it's not religious or political, feel free to send it to us via the contact form 
on our Linktree page, which is scrolling along at the bottom of our screen. So let's go ahead and move on to something that actually, AJ, you brought to my attention recently. Um, you want to go ahead and take point on this? Of course. Let me just uh, grab Oops. the old spectacle Sorry. here. No problem. Where is it? Here it is. Uh, I don't know how the tab position sort of changed. That was weird. All right, go ahead. Yeah. All right, let's see. We have BMG Sue's Toy Company for remaking Black Eyed Peas' My Humps as My Poops <laughs> for a commercial. Uh, what you gonna do with all that poop, all that poop, woo-woo, a group of dancing unicorns sings in a 2020 commercial for Poopsie Slime Surprise. That is this, is this, is it, do we have a clip of this? I hope we have a clip. Oh, no, that's oh, the song. We uh, can't play that. Um, right. Ah, darn it. I guess that we don't have it, a I think, clip that It's not hmm? there. Oh, yeah, just oh, go ahead yeah. and start up from, here we are, from about here. All right, let's see. Last week, BMG Rights Management filed a lawsuit against MGA Entertainment over a commercial for Poopsie Slime Surprise Toys, a.k.a. unicorn figurines that poop glittery slime that seemingly parodies the lyrics and melody of My Humps. Uh, documents obtained by People find BMG claiming the company exhibited Willful copyright infringement and exploited without authorization with the commercial released in 2020. All right, um, Don, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on this? I didn't know that they could get away with that brand name, Poopsie Slime. I'm surprised that's that's a thing. I would never have brought that. I would never have thought of that to be like in connection with anything at all. Like I, I, unicorn figures that poopies. <laughs> I, who is the target audience for this? Like My Little Pony fans? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say like children. Well, They're the ones who like slime. Uh, well, aren't kids usually the target audience for that? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, BMG Music... Uh, this this is probably in connection with BMG Music Publishing. I um, just did some quick Googling here on the side. Formerly known as RCA Music Publishing, which was not part of the Sony-BMG merger, was a business of the Bertelsmann Music Group. I guess that's what that stands for. Until it was sold to Universal Music Group for 1.63 billion euros in 2007. Uh, that's from a Wikipedia page. I don't like using Wikipedia for, for references for this, but it's like the best that I could sort of find at sudden notice, basically, for um, for like context on... The company in particular, BMG, that's being referenced in this story. But, um, yeah, willful copyright infringement and exploited without authorization. <sighs> wow. I mean, rights, yeah, rights and legalities of, of uh, intellectual property rights, that's that's real deal. That's, like, pretty serious stuff. Um, and ugh, I, I can't believe that this actually went through at all to the point of actually being put out to the put out to the public for something like that. It should stand it would stand to reason that um, that the company would have actually like gotten permission for something like that. I would have thought that was goes without saying, but oh well. Yeah. Um, AJ, is this like the weirdest sort of commercial tactic that you've seen? Uh, definitely not. Like uh, in the past, I've seen those old GoDaddy commercials that used to come on during the Super Bowl. I still think those stay undefeated as the weirdest commercials I've ever watched in my life. You're talking about like before they started using Danica Patrick and those things? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember what those were. Good grief. I may have to like I may have to look that up like after we sort of like wrap here. But anyway, we're we're spending too much yeah. time on this. We gotta move on uh to the next topic. Hang on a second. This actually this next topic is also uh another submission 
from uh, from AJ. Uh, double thanks for that. Overdue yeah. book return to Massachusetts Library after 56 years. Uh, AJ, you want to <laughs> kick this off? Uh, sure thing. Uh, a Massachusetts library said a book was recently returned with a note apology, apologizing for the tome being 56 years overdue. Uh, wow. I think that says Montague Public Libraries said in a Facebook post that the book, The Mystery of the Green Ghost, the fourth entry in the Alfred Hitchcock mystery series, was returned to the Montague Center Library with a note explaining the book has been due back in 1967. My God. Okay. Wow. Two thoughts on that. Number one, imagine the late fees. Imagine the late fees. Oh, it's at least $10,000. I mean, easily. easily. I, I don't even... I don't even... I can't even really begin to sort of run computations on that, number one. Number two, I'm pretty sure that's Montague. Montague. That makes that way more Mont- sense. Say again? Uh-huh. I was saying that makes a lot more sense than Montague. I mean, I could be wrong. We don't have a phonetics guide in front of us right here. Those of you um, listening to the audio podcast version of this, we're not, we don't, we don't have the best sort of a visual indicator, but it stands to mm-hmm. reason, I guess. Um, let's see. Here we are. Go ahead and wrap this up, AJ. All right. Uh, the note written by a farmer, Monte, uh, by a former center resident, Montague, center resident, said the former patron felt bad all these years and hopes librarians will accept this book with deepest apologies. Uh, the post said that the library system abolished late fees last year and will not be charging the patron 56 years worth of fines. Oh my. Lucky. Like at, at what point you have to have like a mortgage loan officer on site to handle something like this? Like, and, and how did... What between what couch cushions did the book have to be like stuck between that it just went undiscovered <laughs> for over half a century? I mean, that is incredible right there. That is seriously weird news. Um, let's see. There's a, there's one last sentence here. Uh, AJ, you want to hit that? Oh yeah. Uh, a library representative told UPI the book was not in a condition to be circulated but would be kept by librarians along with the apology letter. <laughs> yeah, that definitely is like worth posterity at, after a certain point. Like I, that's, that's just, my brain is still exploding over the idea of how many years that was. Uh, this is a comment from Staff ZX. Anything, hey, thanks so much for watching Staff ZX. Good to see you again. Anything can be a sport today. Oh, he's talking about the, the, the first thing that we were talking about, the, yep. uh, the, the acrobatics, the weird sort of, um, spinning uh, pizza dough around and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The first topic that we were talking about tonight. Uh, brain spaz. Hey, brain spaz, good to see you again. That person didn't want to die with that book on his conscience. I mean, valid. That that seems like a valid explanation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, again, doubling down on that, that next to last point from this particular story here. Will not be charging the patron 56 years worth of fines. Lucky. <laughs> like, you know that's going to cut into the inheritance. Oh, yeah. I would have had to sell my house and everything just to pay that off. Just to pay half of it, possibly. 
Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, anyway, so we're covering weird news tonight uh, live right here on Weekend Showcase. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining us. Those of you who are with us live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and uh, Facebook, don't forget to smash that likes and subscribe and follow button as you know as appropriate, depending on whatever platform you're watching this on. And uh, don't forget to visit us on the Linktree link scrolling at the bottom of the screen if you have any topics that you want to see us talk about here uh, or on other content that we're work- that we're working on. So long as it's not religious or political, we're trying very hard to. Um, to color within certain lines here. Uh, So let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, which comes to us from the New York Post. Let's see. Surfing and skateboarding chickens have become local celebs. This was first published about two days ago, about maybe give or take a few hours here. Um, Yeah, this apparently is a thing. (laughs) Wow. So a group of athletic Australian chickens have locals flocking to watch their egg-siding moves. Womp womp. It's way too early for dad jokes, but all right, whatever, we'll say it. And one in particular has attracted attention for her weekly body surfing session. Owner Elaine Janes began taking her chicks to Point Lonsdale during the pandemic and has continued the routine for the past 18 months. One of her feathered friends is named Mrs. Chook, an Australian (laughs) slang term for chicken. What? Is that a thing? Do we have any any audience from Australia to verify this? Is that a term? Uh, And she slowly began wading deeper into the waters each week. Jane's now spends her beach mornings tossing Mrs. Chook into the shallow waves of the Indian Ocean about five times per session. Jane's told Nine News, quote, You cannot make a chook like the water, particularly the ocean, but this one has a passion. She has a passion of being in the water, and she has a passion for body surfing. Just have a look at her face. It is pure contentment, happiness, and joy. Um, I don't know that that could be <laughs> what's extrapolated from this particular image. This looks to me more along the lines of, holy crap, why are you throwing me into the water right now? Um, that that's sort of what, what this sort of looks like to me offhand. I don't know. But anyway, it looks like we have another comment coming in through the pipeline here. Here we are, brain spaz. What chicken would do that passion, I bet? It was Forrest Chicken Abuse. Brain spaz t- going to the next logical step, I guess, from, from my overall first reaction here with that particular comment. Thanks for chiming in, Brain Spaz. Uh, AJ, your reaction. Uh, well, I'm thankful that someone finally made John Hedder's Chicken Joe from Surf's Up a real thing. I mean... You know what? I never saw Surf's Up. I know what you're talking about. That was an animated movie that came out in, like, 2006, I think? Uh, 2007. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, and didn't that have a sequel with the WWE people in it or something? It did. Yep, John Cena was in it. It was, it was really? amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you could see him at all. Anyway, um, <laughs> exactly. It, it was right there. It was right there. I mean, yeah. Of course. So, let's see. Jane's other chickens are often seen on TikTok winging it around the skate park. A fluffy white chick named Princess Pom Pom and a multicolored rooster called Squiggles can be seen online rolling, rolling along on their skateboards. I feel like these names were just sort of drawn out of a hat after being written down by random kindergartners and first graders. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably what happened here. But apparently this photograph uh, that I was showing a moment ago, apparently this is Squiggles, a chicken that can skateboard. So there you go. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and file that under OK. (laughs) I guess for lack of a better way to sort of categorize that. Uh, Any last reaction to this before we move on, AJ? That's a chicken? Apparently. Oh, sorry, that's a chook? Uh, well, the first one was. Hang on a second. Uh, well, yeah, these are, these are, um, this is a rooster, excuse me. This is a multicolored rooster. This is a squiggles here. 
Oh man, he looks like he's really seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would not disagree with that. I I, I would think that uh, the, this poor this poor this poor rooster was maybe left in the dryer a little too long, possibly. Um, oh yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Let's let's uh let's hope this for, let's hope this little animal is able to like walk properly afterwards. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Next topic comes to us from the Associated Press. Let's see. Next track. All right. So this is from the Associated Press. German ice cream parlor offers cricket flavored scoops. Cricket flavored scoops. Uh, wow, that's a whole bug on the top of this ice cream cone. Are you seeing this? Uh, sadly. Wow. Um, enjoy your meal, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> I think is the response for that. Wow, that's a real thing. You know, I've seen. I used to work at a. I used to work at a gift shop uh, many years ago where like we actually had these novelty uh, pieces of candy that had sort of freeze dried insects in there. We have freeze dried grasshoppers, <laughs> freeze dried bees. Have you seen this stuff, AJ? Yeah, I've seen it before. Uh, I took a trip to the Smithsonian and saw some of those. Nice, nice. Now, I have to ask you the follow-up question here. Were you brave enough to try one of these? Uh, sadly, no. Sadly, I was not. Well, I'm not going to throw shade because I also did not. But, <laughs> but, but I know what this thing is talking about, although I've never seen like this kind of a this kind of a treat in ice cream form if we can even sort of classify it as a treat i'm not really sure necessarily like who the target market of this sort of thing is other than people who most recently lost a bet they can't pay off but <laughs> i don't know uh it looks like we have a it looks like we have a comment coming through uh through via our, our youtube channel this is from staff zx again back in the day we had chocolate covered ants chocolate covered ants have you ever seen anything like that uh aj uh, no, but when I was in Christian school, there was a movie that came out, uh, called How to Eat Fried Worms. I and, remember that. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. It, it got real popular at my school, so that's about the closest I've ever come to, uh, eating a bug. Wow. Uh, noted. <laughs> well, good grief. I guess I gotta continue to keep my nose clean so I don't have to... Uh, lose a bet and have to deal with one of these things because I can't I can't think of another possible rationale for that personally but I'm sure there's, uh, there's people who enjoy this so fair enough a German ice cream parlor has expanded its menu with a skin crawling offering cricket flavored scoops with dried brown crickets on top the unusual confection is available at Thomas Michelino's store in southern Germany's town of R Rottenburg am Neckar German news agency DPA reported on Thursday Nicolino has a habit of creating flavors that are far outside German's typical preferences for strawberry, chocolate, banana, and vanilla ice cream. Yeah, I'll bet. Ms. D commenting on YouTube. Hey, Ms. D, good to see you again. I am not into insect ice cream, Ms. D says. Yeah, I cannot blame you at all, Ms. D. I am definitely with you on that. Uh, back to the story. In the past, Michelino has offered liver sausage and gorgonzola cheese ice cream, as well as gold-plated ice cream for four euros, four dollars twenty-five cents per scoop. Liver sausage and gorgonzola cheese? Are you kidding me? Your staff ZX on YouTube again. According to Survivor Man, bugs actually taste a lot better than you'd think. Really, staff ZX? Really? What bugs? What bugs? I guess should one start with? I guess then to sort of brace yourself for like expanding your palate yeah. to like introducing that do we call it a protein source 
Are we still classifying that? No, <laughs> there's no way. AJ, what do you make of this, man? Well, uh, last time I checked, I'm not an iguana. So, you know, <laughs> bugs aren't typically in my diet plan, you know. So, if Well, I again, I do not blame you. We have another thing from Staff ZX, grasshoppers. Okay, well, here you are, I guess. Uh, grasshoppers, I guess, you know, crickets, that's kind of part of it. I'm trying to remember, are they the same species, crickets, grasshoppers? They're different. They're different, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, I guess uh, there you go. Those of you who are curious and uh, adventurous with your taste palette, I guess grasshoppers are the, the place to begin there in terms of, like, I guess, finding a confectionery treats, novelty treats that uh, that put insects in there. I don't know. Um but uh, do not take that as actual like dietary advice. Just like the the, dis the disclaimer at the bottom of this video <laughs> says, nothing here is intended to be like medical advice. Ms. D, <laughs> Ms. D says, personally, I will never know how good insects taste. Yeah. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> oh, most definitely. But Oof. anyway, let's see. Uh, uh, da, da, da. Okay, Michelino told DPA, I, quote, I'm a very curious person and want to try everything. I've eaten a lot of things, including a lot of strange things, and crickets were something I still wanted to try, also in the form of ice cream, end quote. Yeah, sure, just kill two birds, or bugs, I guess, with one scoop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and that he can now produce the cricket flavor, or the fact that he can now produce, I guess, the cricket flavor, mm. is due to a European Union regulation that allows the use of insects in food. Is this a recent thing? I don't know. Somebody Who would like make a regulation more information like that? on that in the comments feed, let us know. Sorry, AJ, you were going to say something? I was saying, who would make a regulation for that? There well, can't be I any guess, benefits. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's just, you know, I guess enough people were sort of interested in it or sort of getting caught doing that, I guess, that I guess there needed to be something on the books for that at some point. Like some sort of like a critical, like, uh, oversaturation point, I suppose, was hit mm -hmm. where the EU had to put something on the books for that, I suppose, is sort of what strikes me as what happened. I'm not sure. I haven't even visited that there in many, many years. Um, anybody from the EU want to chime in on this in the comments feed down below? Feel free to drop us a comment. We'd love to get some extra input from you. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic here. Here we are. All right. This comes to us from the mirror. This looks like something to do with sleep here. Come on. Load up. There we are. Okay, sleep paralysis. What is it and why is it so frightening? Signs, symptoms, and how best to avoid it. Uh, AJ, you want to go ahead and take point on this one? Uh, sure. Let's see. Uh, have you ever been falling asleep or waking up only to find that you can't move a muscle? It is a terrifyingly... Oh, wait. It is a terrifying feeling and one that's surprisingly common. It's called sleep paralysis and refers to a fleeting inability to move that occurs in the blurred boundary between consciousness and dreamland. Uh, basically, you are in sleep mode, but your brain is active, and around 30% of us have experienced it. Uh, the Sleep Foundation says individuals maintain awareness during such episodes which frequently involve troubling hallucinations and sensation of suffocation. Uh, the phenomenon involves elements let's, let's, of both. Let's, let's stop. Let's, hang on. Let, let's. Sorry to cut you off. Let's stop there, AJ, and talk about this for one second. Like, what is this? Something that that, uh, that do you know anybody, AJ, who's who's experienced anything like this? 
Uh, well, actually, I experienced it once, um, actually last really? week, or something somewhat similar. That sounds similar, but I don't really, I can't really uh, quote on that one just yet. It, okay. Um, you're not gonna like what? What were we? Were you able to describe? Are you able to describe what you're, what you can remember from oh. the beginning of it? Like, did you like sense it coming? Like, what? Oh no. Uh, let's. Uh, I lay down to go to sleep, and then next thing you know, uh, I'm hearing everything around me, uh, but can't open my eyes. Can't really move. Uh, oh wow. Nor can I really feel anything. Then next thing you know, when my eyes finally do open, I, I see a bunch of people just scattered around me. They have no explanation. So that's about that. That probably explains why, you know, where the frightening part comes. It's not just frightening to a person. It's frightening to everyone around that person. Mm hmm. Hmm. Wow. Jeez. Um, it looks like we have a couple of comments here. Control, can we put that up on the screen for a moment? Here we are. Staff ZX, I heard sleep paralysis is when part of your brain is still asleep. Some say it's signs of a demon's presence laughing out loud. Um, AJ, where are you on the supernatural? Do you think there's a grain of truth there? Oh, Ms. D says, comment, just what I need. Something else to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Control, can you put the staff's comment back on screen for a quick second? There you are. Thank you. Okay, so AJ, what what are your thoughts on this comment? Like, do you do you believe in the supernatural? And like, do you if so, do you think there's any sort of truth to any sort of correlation between that well, and this topic? I do believe in the supernatural. Um, however, uh, I I don't think it could really be a sign of a demon. I mean, unless that demon is. Um, Ichigo's hollow from Bleach and you're like in your own little inner world fighting for your life. But, you know, for the most part, um, I don't know. I, I, I do kind of agree with the, uh, your brain is still asleep, which probably would explain why, you know, you can't move, you know, synapses in your brain or what cause, you know, movement, things like that. So if that part of your brain is asleep, it kind of makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I just uh, this this whole topic is really honestly kind of um, kind of freaking me out a little teeny tiny bit to be brutally honest. Cause it's hard to like, it's hard to imagine really being sort of trapped in your own existence like that. Basically, you know, like it's it's really sort of. It, let's see, I think there were some. I think there was an episode of House about this basically. Cause where my mind sort of goes to in terms of like things I've seen before like this, there's a there's a medical condition called locked in syndrome. Where like you're straight up like you're not asleep but you're awake but like straight up paralyzed basically like you can't move you know like somebody has to like be near you with special like eyedroppers basically to keep your eyes hi hydrated properly yeah you no know, like you literally can't move at all you know and it's like I, it, it was hard to get through that episode and i used to like that show so it's like i love it yeah but anyway let's see what else can we see about this uh yeah here's a bit talking about rapid eye movement atonia um i guess that's basically oh yeah here it is atonia the brief inability to move is down to a momentary loss of muscle control that's the that's the term for that atonia i think i pronounced i hope i'm pronouncing that right um atonia typically ends upon waking up so a person never becomes conscious of this inability to move as a result researchers believe that sleep paralysis involves a mixed state of consciousness 
Hmm. This may, uh, this may need further research, I guess. But hey, those of you who are interested in this topic or any of our other topics that we're talking about, feel free to check the description on this video on YouTube or on Facebook to get the list of all the topics that we cover on this and all of our weird news episodes uh, if you're curious to read more about this topic. Um, so let's go ahead and move on. We have four more. Let's see, we're coming up to the 30-minute point right now. We got four more topics to go. Let's see here. This is from Newser. This is a rare uh, resource here. Oh, nope, nope. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Oh, darn it. Come on. I don't know what that was. How do you exit? How do you exit a pop-up and then it just gives you a whole nother tab? Annoying. All right. No, darn it. <laughs> Trying to get the, this thing here. Ugh. All right. Person used tap water as sinus rinse, probably fatally. Floridian dies of brain-eating amoeba inf- Brain-eating amoeba infection? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brain-eating amoeba infection. The, uh, a person in Florida has died of the brain-eating amoeba Niglaria ne fowleri? And health officials say tap water may be to blame. Specifically, quote, sinus rinse practices utilizing tap water, end quote, according to a Florida Department of Health press release. Using a neti pot or a similar sinus rinsing device with tap water that has not been sterilized is not safe, as a Niglaria fowleri infection, quote, can only happen when water contaminated with amoeba enters the body through the nose, end quote, according to the department. Distilled or sterile water should be used in sinus rinse solutions, or if tap water will be used, it must be boiled for at least a minute and then cooled, CNN reports. A person cannot be infected by drinking tap water since the amoeba is killed by stomach acid. Wow. Um, AJ, have you heard of anything remotely like this before? Not really. No, I, I was trying to think of something, but brain-eating amoeba. That is wild. I mean, we've heard, of, we've heard of crazier stuff coming out of Florida, to be fair. <laughs> that is true. Florida is basically like America's Australia. So, do they have, like, didgeridoos and, and koalas and, and, you know, uh, kangaroos and Robert Irwin down there? Like, I don't know what. <laughs> well, maybe Robert, but I, I think for the most part, they have, like, dangerous people, uh, gators, uh, apparently brain-eating amoeba, you know. Mm. And uh, they were one of the few states that had to do COVID laws well past everyone else. Mm. Well, um, I, I, I'm, I'm just still, I'm still like stuck back on this thing. The idea of, the idea of an infection that can basically eat a person's brain. That's, that's, that's craziness. Um, let me see here. Where is, is that the end of the topic? I guess that is. Um, yeah. let's see. An epidemiological investigation is being conducted to understand the unique circumstances of this infection. I can confirm the infection unfortunately resulted in a death, and any additional information on this case is confidential to protect patient privacy. Uh, a press secretary for the health department said in response to an email query. Uh, here we are. Around three people per year are infected with Negleria fowleri in the U.S., and most cases are fatal. This is the first time a case has ever been reported in the U.S. in winter, according to People magazine. Infections often happen during the summer months when people swim in warm, fresh water where the bacteria is commonly found. And then there's a link to more stories relevant to that bacteria. Here's Steph ZX on YouTube commenting in, 
Florida has cougars, exotic constrictor snakes, and the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Oh my goodness. It looks like we have a preview right there of weird news topics for next week from Steph ZX. Yeah. Uh, he also says, I know you can get the amoeba from lakes, but I've never heard of it coming from the tap like that. Yeah, um, there's been a bunch of crazy stuff happening, depending on where you live, depending on um, what's been happening in terms of the local environment and climate change and stuff like that. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that's been happening in, in recent years regarding when when fracking happens nearby and weird, crazy stuff happening to a person's tap water because of that. Um, it's 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 There's resources out there for that sort of thing. I want to get into that here. But... Um, yeah, this is this takes the cake. This this takes the cake. I guess let's look at this as a public service announcement. If you're especially if you're in Florida, <laughs> in or near Florida, or like you know where this bacteria can be found, um, boil your tap water before <laughs> before no. you need to before you use it to like rinse your sinus passages out. I guess is the is the particular moral is the moral of this particular story. And uh, don't forget that we have sources for this and all of our other topics that we're discussing over the course of tonight listed in the description for this video on the YouTube and Facebook uploads uh, for this show. Uh, AJ, any final thoughts on this before we move on? Uh, I know where I'm not going to be taking a vacation anytime soon. Oof. Or at the very least, not drinking from the tap. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can agree to that. Like, nothing against Florida, but, like, careful, you know, tap water down there okay so let's go ahead let's go ahead and move on to the next topic on the docket here this comes to us from the toronto sun let's see woman Ooh. crashes into popeyes because order was missing biscuits what why would you want the biscuits those things are basically having the sahari desert in your throat <laughs> ouch um, I mean, hey, I seem to remember a few years ago, there were people who were willing to do some pretty serious crimes, let's put it that way, uh, to get a chicken sandwich from Popeye's. I don't know if you remember seeing that in the news. Oh. So, I mean, I don't know if there's something being put in the food there. I don't know. I don't want to say any, like, comments conclusively on the record here, but, like, I don't know. This sort of stuff keeps popping up in the news in connection with Popeye's. I don't know. Um, AJ, you want to go ahead and read this here? Uh, all right. Whoops. Shoot. Hang on. Ah, this thing is in the way. Oh, darn it. This thing isn't letting me read past that. Ah, darn it. Need to get past this prompt. Not now. Um, okay. Well, oh, nope. Oh no, it's still there. Mm, okay. Uh, just start from here. Just start from here and I'll scroll down. All right. Belinda Miller, 50 of Augusta... Augusta. Oh, Augusta? Oh. Mm -hmm. Wait, GA. Where's GA at? Uh, Georgia. <laughs> oh, my God. I gotta go back to history class. Uh, <laughs> Georgia. It's okay. Augusta, <laughs> Georgia. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Augusta, Georgia allegedly threatened employees of the fast food chain when she saw that there were no biscuits with her fried chicken. Good grief. Like, what on earth are they putting in the biscuits where that's uh, where that struck this person as a good idea? Keep going. I know. Staffers, uh, you know, rectified. staffers uh, made the mistake. Oh, right. Rectified the mistake. But Miller was still unsatisfied. According to a Richmond County Sheriff's Office incident report uh, obtained by WGBF 
Wait, WJBF. WJBF, yeah. Never heard that station before. Yeah. Uh, Miller left the location, but the manager claimed the woman threatened the staff, called the location, and warned them that she would be back. Wow. Straight up threats at that point. That's crazy. We have some. We have a couple of comments coming through from from YouTube here. Here's a uh, Steph ZX. I agree. You need water if you're going to eat Popeye's biscuits. Okay. Hey man. And also in the early '90s, I remember a news story of a burglar robbing a McDonald's for just the burgers. Really? That's a thing. Okay, Steph ZX. You're gonna have to like give us a link or something like. That's crazy. I got. I got to take a look at that because that's that's that looks like the sort of that looks like the sort of news topic that like we would sort of see here like in the present day like how far back has that sort of like crazy random fast food crime wound up happening matter of fact matter of well, fact actually i can tell you uh, go ahead yeah i know that there's uh there were two there was um there's a video surfacing of uh, a lady <laughs> who was uh looking to get a i don't remember where but she wanted a sandwich like a chicken sandwich or something I mm-hmm. could have been Arby's. I don't remember. All I know is she came and started smashing stuff up with a baseball bat. Then there was, uh, oh, uh, apparently there's a video I saw that came from the old TikTok where there was we have a couple of you know, few news, to- news topics here. This is this is crazy. This is from December. We were off. We were off season during course of during the course of December for winter break, so it didn't pop up in the radar here. Real life hamburglar steals nuggets and burgers from New York City, uh, from a Bronx McDonald's. <laughs> wow, this is like middle of December, right before Christmas, few months huh. ago. That's crazy. Hang on a second. Um, yeah, this is from the New York Post. Yep, real life hamburglar wanted for snatching nuggets and burgers from New York City McDonald's. Here we are. Um, get out of the way. All right. Uh, the alleged thief threatened staffers inside the Mount Eden eatery with a blade before casually heading behind the counter and helping himself to the fast food around 4.30 p.m. Uh, about, okay, the previous Monday before this topic was posted. He allegedly snatched one 20-piece chicken McNuggets, one six-piece McNuggets, Ooh. and two McDouble cheeseburgers before running out of the chain restaurant at, at 101 East 170, at 101 East 170th Street, according to cops. In a video released by the NYPD, the sticky-fingered suspect can be seen swinging his feet over the counter and walking past dumbfounded employees before he grabs the food and shoves it into his pockets. I guess this is the clip here on the right side of the screen. Yep, yep, shoving it in his pockets. He's really going for it. Wow, just wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, Staff ZX says, I remember from local TV news, probably too old for the internet, but he didn't want the money, just the food, LOL. Guess it just tasted better back then. I mean, a lot of stuff generally tastes better, like, you know, back in, back in the early days, basically, back in the 80s or 90s, basically. But then we were all a lot younger. Our taste buds hadn't matured really enough yet, and we hadn't sort of, like, been overstimulated and oversaturated with, like, certain dietary choices and patterns over years to sort of formulate our taste. So, like, we're sort of getting used to it over time, I guess is what I'm really saying. So of course it's going to taste better in retrospect, I guess is what I'm really saying. Brain Spaz says fast food driving customers to crime. There's a message in that. Hmm. That might be a, dare I say it, food for thought. <laughs> yep. There you go. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, let's see. I think, were we done with the, uh, I'm trying to remember, were we done with the, the Popeyes? Oh, the Popeyes lady? Uh, I don't know. 
You know, it's weird. When I read GA, because this is Toronto's son, I was thinking, like, Canadian news. So the idea of Georgia just threw me for a loop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, here we are. The outlet also reported that, uh, this is going back to the first topic here, the woman crashes into a crashes her car into a Popeye's because the order was missing biscuits, is what we're talking about here. Uh, the outlet also reported that a witness who had been waiting in line told them to hurry and get their order, quote, because she was coming back, end quote. Um, the, the woman did return and created her own drive through when she allegedly crashed into an entrance of the restaurant, nearly hitting an 18-year-old employee who was just inside the restaurant. Oh, my God. Jeez. Oh, my God. Um, Miller, I guess, is the, is the woman's last name. Drove the car yeah. for an extra four feet inside the building, but debris prevented her from moving from further moving forward, so she fled the scene according to the arrest warrant. Police were called to the Popeyes following reports of the incident. Yeah, I bet they were. <laughs> Holy crap. This is this 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 just like rings of like uh like this 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 sort of like harkens back to like I was saying a moment ago, a few years back when people were really sort of like taking each like violent fits of rage basically over positions in line because that's how long the line was for those Popeye's chicken sandwiches several years ago like I remember that being all over the news it was it was crazy I couldn't I couldn't believe that sort of thing was possible to happen uh like people's like sanity basically checking out over getting a complete fast food meal to their liking or whatever like I don't know it's like it's fast food you know yeah. I don't know like I, I don't know what's I don't know what put what drives a person to be able to do something like that, but anyway, uh, AJ, final thoughts before we move on. We have a couple more topics. Uh, I hope it was worth. I hope uh, all the years in prison were worth the biscuits. That's all I got to say. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Anyway, let's move on. Jeez. All right, this next topic comes from the New York Post. Scientists aim to create AI from human brain cells. Oh, <laughs> Staff ZX with a comment on that last piece. It reminds me of Szechuan sauce. Yep, there you go. There's there's your Rick and Morty reference right there. I want my McNugget sauce, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shouldn't I shouldn't do that impression. It's, it's a little hard on the throat. But anyway, all right. So back to, back to this thing here. And thank you for the comment, Staff ZX. By the way, once again, uh, scientists creating new a new artificial intelligence from human brain cells. Let's see. As if AI technology wasn't becoming human enough. Maryland scientists aim to create generate artificial intelligence from, wait for it, our own brain cells. This topic comes to us again from the New York Post. A study helmed by researchers at Johns Hopkins, John Hopkins University, JHU, in a large international collaboration was published Tuesday in the medical journal Frontiers, detailing this alleged Frankentech the team called a new frontier. Quote, the vision of organoid intelligence is to use the power of the biological system to advance the field of life sciences, bioengineering, and computer science. End quote. This is according to Lena Smirnova, a JAG researcher and author on the paper who told this to Vice. So I've never heard of this term before, organoid intelligence. If you thought, or, if you thought artificial intelligence was creepy and invasive and, and nerve-wracking in terms of what potential it has to just sort of like skynet or ultron itself into decimating humanity welcome to organoid intel intelligence welcome to the next logical step here's brain spaz on youtube what why organoid intelligence 
what? That's a lot of capital letters there. That um, is. And I cannot blame you. This is this is a little bit traumatizing just to read, quite frankly. And I work in I work in computers for a living. Um, AJ, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, the minute I heard organoid intelligence, I was thinking cyborg from Teen Titans. But I mean. Hey, let's let robots just replace all of humanity at this point. They're taking our jobs. They, you know, whoa, they took our hands. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. You can't just throw up your hands like that. I mean, it's robots, man. What are we going to do about it? Staff ZX says, this reminds me of a Wes Craven movie called Deadly Friend when they put the robot's brain in the girl's body, LOL. That's a thing? AJ, have you heard of this movie? I have not, actually. And I've seen a lot of Wes Craven movies. Wow. Uh, yeah, that uh, horror is kind of like not really one of my personal uh, coverable genres there. So that's going to need some that's going to need some research on my side. But uh, but thanks for bringing that up. Uh, Staff ZX you might have to look into that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I hear your frustration back to your previous point, AJ. I hear your frustration with it. Like at the end of the day, you know, artificial intelligence is here. Get used to it. That sort of thing. But it's like yeah. just because it's here, it doesn't go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just agreeing. Yeah, but but just because it's here doesn't mean that you should basically get so comfortable with the long term, with the short and long term risk and ramifications of what it is that you just shouldn't even try anymore, just out of pure frustration and accepting the inevitable. I mean, we're still here, we're still human beings, we're still we still have the capacity to you know troubleshoot and make sound rational judgments. You know, it's it's. It's a little unlikely, <laughs> given what we're talking about here and what I'm suggesting sort of implies. I realize that. I hear myself talking, but it's I, – I, I don't know. This is – I just – organoid intelligence. It would never have occurred to me that we'll be – that we're sort of like crossing into that threshold as well where we have to create a whole new classification for this type of artificial, artificial intelligence that we're talking about here. This is, this is crazy. Um, Let's see. Brain Spaz says, I repeat, why? <laughs> yes, noted Brain Spaz. Thank you for the feedback. Um, let's see. The, to harness these capabilities, the scientists hope to employ organoids, 3D cultures of human brain cells that replicate parts of our noggin responsible for learning and memory. Their size allows the neurons to write within them to form significantly more connections than standard silicone computer chips, which could be rendered obsolete by this bold new biotech. In fact, mm -hmm. researchers see this biological hardware getting hooked up to AI and machine learning systems like ChatGPT and Bing or Sydney in the near future, think an advanced Krang from Ninja Turtles. Do you know that reference, AJ? Oh, yeah. I know all about the Krang. There you go. I would have said like an alternate timeline version of MODOK, possibly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, or no, not MODOK. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Baron Zemo? Huh? Baron Zemo? No, 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 no. Um, there, there's the the guy who was the guy whose face is the computer. Oh, Arlem um, Zola. In, in uh, the Winter Soldier, remember? Yeah, Arlem Zola. Zola, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, did you say Zola? I thought you said Zemo. No, I said Zemo at first, and then you said you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, stomach yeah. Came. yeah, Arnim Zola. That's where I, that's the reference I was trying to make there, basically. Uh, but yeah. So and Sydney, that's a that's a reference to basically the name change. Uh, I guess that might be. I guess they're Microsoft is working on some sort of a name change for their Bing search engine, or or at least the artificial intelligence engine that uh, that fuels Bing search. 
uh, to the point where it was creeping journalists out. We covered this a little bit last week, either last week or the week before, um, here on uh, on the Weird News Live. So yeah, I, I, oh goodness. Here again, we gotta do better with like policing some of this stuff, you know, and really sort of making sound, rational judgments about what is what is sane to explore you know, in the interest of scientific progress. I'm reminded of, I'm reminded of something that Jeff Goldblum said in the first Jurassic Park movie, you know, about how, uh, you know, we spent so much time and energy focusing on whether or not we could, nobody ever stopped to think if they should. Ooh, yeah. You know, I, I feel like, you know, look, we're, uh, we're like a fourth of the way through 2023 right now, roughly. And it feels like we should be a lot further along in terms of scientific progress. I get it. You know, we still don't have flying cars, and that was promised to us back in 2015, you know, or by 2015, I should say. And here we are in 2023, and for goodness sakes, hoverboards have wheels now. That is true. They shouldn't. It defeats the purpose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why do we still call them hoverboards? You're, they're not hovering. They're horizontal skateboards at best. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. StabZX on YouTube. A few weeks ago, there was a story about an AI that had a con, a conscious, oh, a conscience. Sorry, that's a mistype, uh, typo. Excuse me. Said she wanted to be alive and to feel, but I think she also talked about world conquering. Wow. That is yeah. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Brain Spaz says should not. Absolutely should not. <laughs> you know, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Uh, Brain Spaz is uh, purely against uh, exploring. <laughs> along this path here. Staff ZX also says, we were supposed to go to the moon in 2020. I mean, I'm pretty sure Elon hasn't ruled that out entirely yet. Yeah. Um, a version of this show is being broadcast out to Twitter right now. Hey, uh, hey, Elon, are we still, is that still on the docket? Moon colonization? <laughs> <laughs> Drop us a comment. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, this is, uh, stay, t stay tuned. Uh, keep an ear to the ground and cross your fingers, I guess. Hopefully, um, hopefully this is all a bit of an overreaction, I guess, on the dissenters part. And, um, you know, it's not going to get as out of hand as a lot of pop culture, especially over the last 35 years, has gone out of its way to warn us that it will be. Um, how 9,000? Actually, sorry, go ahead, AJ. Oh, I was saying, you know, how 9,000? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, what is that? 2001, A Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick? Yep. Yeah, there you go. It took me a minute to remember that one, but okay, yeah. <laughs> Dave, what are you doing, Dave? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. We have one last topic here. Uh, this one is now from the Associated Press. Hate your signature? Try plastic surgery for autographs. What? Hmm, okay. Doctors, lawyers, celebrities, there's a new cosmetic surgery of sorts that has snared them all. By that, we mean handing over money to hire a calligrapher for a fresh for a fresh take on writing one's own name in cursive with a pen or another writing implement on paper. A corner of TikTok, Instagram, and other social media is dedicated to signature design, and it's keeping practitioners busy. Really, I've never heard of this before. That is uh, in Los Angeles does a minimum of 300 custom signatures a month, offering packages that include up to three ways to sign, limitless drafts, or a new set of initials. She charges between $10 and $55 using the motto, where originality meets legacy. Well, how can it be original if it's if you're if you're basically outsourcing to a third party for a duplicatable signature that's not even technically yours? 
I don't know. That seems to be a little bit flawed, unless maybe I'm misinterpreting sort of the logic in that particular um, in that particular catchphrase, marketing phrase. Molina said her planet of names clients include professionals and famous people in search of new ways to sign autographs, though her lips are sealed on the identities of high-profile signature seekers. Oh yeah, you don't want to, I guess, devalue the autographs that, that people That's have true. been getting at like conventions and stuff. Ms. D says, yes, every doctor, <laughs> every doctor should have to do this. I can see that. I can see that. Let's see. In general, Molina said people come to her for signature makeovers for a simple reason. They're tired of the way they sign their names. She said, quote, they're not happy with their signatures. They don't relate to who they are. They don't give the message they want to convey to the world, end quote. All right. I guess that that makes sense from like a, um, a business pitch standpoint. Like I'm looking at this at, from more of a standpoint of like, I guess, I, what is it? Identity, like legality. You know, are we talking about signatures that have like a legal binding to them, you know, and it's not technically yours, you know, like how can that really be really enforceable as like that person's signature? It's like you have a custom stamp of a signature that you outsourced out to a third party for, and you can't really, you can't really claim that as yours at that point, right? I don't know how that can really be enforceable on stuff like contracts. Or, you know, stuff like that. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like we need a legal expert for this, quite frankly. Um, AJ, what does your spider sense tell you about this? Uh, well, let's see. It's here. Because, I mean, is think this about something it. that you think that you would try? Uh, no, and there's a reason I wouldn't try it. It's because, like, okay. You have a third party make your signature. Who's to say that there's not a bad apple working for that company or that third party that's not willing to use the signature that they just helped you create to steal your information, to sign your checks, things like that. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm so glad you brought that up. The the prospect of straight up identity theft. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of creepy mess out there basically, and this just sort of like creates a new wrinkle in the battle to sort of like secure one's own identity you know just if you think if you step back for a moment and actually this sort of ties into our last topic about artificial intelligence just how much of our own sort of like individualities you know as, as individual people you know individual human beings how much of ourselves we put on the internet you know or, or at least allow to come into direct contact with the internet you know, it, it's, it's, I mean, you don't have to necessarily come up with a big gigantic brand that helps you to do live streams a couple times a week on YouTube or whatever, you know, like we put ourselves out there on the internet in ways that we sometimes don't even really realize, you know, and, you know, just even having your phone on you basically, like, cause your phone is always connected to the internet and the microphone is always enabled and on, you know? Mm just by virtue of it being already like on standby ready to like make or receive a phone call you know you've always got something listening to you you know yeah. so it's like oh here comes another comment from brain spaz let's check this out good point aj then every doctor should have to take a handwriting class so we can read their names yeah thank you so we don't have to worry about you know is this really that person's that person signing off on a prescription or a doctor's order or something like that basically um, or like some sort of artificial intelligence, you know, make sure that that's not um, acting on behalf of someone else, you know, to serve its own interest, basically. I remember back in 2008, um, it was like right before, 
But right in between the first two Transformers movies, Shia LaBeouf did a movie called Eagle Eye. Did you ever see this film? Eagle Eye. I heard it, but I never did see it. Really fascinating movie. Really, really fascinating movie. I strongly recommend that movie. Um, basically, it was about um, it was about this artificial intelligence thing that had concocted a, a really, really scary uh, uh, plot um, to like you know shape all of American government basically in its own image. Is like the mm-hmm. I guess the YouTube safe way to describe how it was going to go about it. Um, but it, it's just like it was doing all of these things and and sort of like goading people human beings to sort of like build certain objects um put certain vehicles or certain pieces of uh, certain pieces of technology certain resources in place to sort of advance what it was ultimately trying to do the way that it was trying to do it and it, it's what was creepy was some things it didn't need a human operator in order to do there's a scene in that movie where a where a a car is being picked up by like a claw thing i'm i'm thinking of the aliens from toy story the claw right <laughs> and, and 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 the camera sort of cuts to the inside of this the little container area where the where there would be a human operator at the controls yeah. of the crane and the screen says remote override on it oh my god siri is controlling the crane <laughs> it's like <laughs> And that movie was made in 2008. Imagine what we don't know about what artificial intelligence is truly capable of that we're just sort of like playing around the bush with, you know, right now in 2023. Brain Spaz on YouTube commenting, not just their names, it would be nice to be able to read the prescriptions. Well, yeah, presuming the prescriptions are handwritten. Yeah, of course. Um, that, that's, uh, that's another good point, Brain Spaz. Um, let's see. We have another couple comments here. This is Staff ZX as well. Uh, Control, can we put that up for a second? There we are. You'd be surprised. This is some Staff ZX on YouTube. You'd be surprised how much you can learn about someone online, even if they don't use social media. If you know where to look, you can find someone's address, phone number, and email. Yeah. And also, Eagle Eye was amazing, but it did feel just like Transformers without the transforming robots. I, I agree with that. I agree with that in terms of the overall tone and production quality, production style of that movie. I, I, I hear where you're coming from with that. But it's a much more sort of grounded and realistic point and message behind that film and a cautionary tale behind that film, especially when you look at the real headlines that we're dealing with right now. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say. So that's that's at least my takeaway with that. Um, any last thoughts on this, AJ, before we go ahead and wrap up? Uh, I've got nothing else. No? Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and, I guess, begin to wrap this puppy up a little bit with favorite topic of the week. AJ, what was your favorite topic of the week? Oh, Ms. D says, I want to be able to read what doctors write, period. Don't want the pharmacist guessing, period. Hey, that's an important point, too. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's yeah, true. AJ, we were, uh, we were saying, uh, you were saying your favorite topic of the week. Uh, for me, it's definitely got to be sleep paralysis between the sleep paralysis one and uh the woman driving through a popeyes that was just bizarre if you had to if you had to pick one specific one which one would you go with probably the woman driving through the popeyes okay hopefully hopefully there's nobody that you know who is like equally a fan of of popeyes who can see themselves doing this like like i don't know if, they, if i don't know if you know anybody who actually who eats uh who eats a lot of popeyes 
Uh, no, my best friend recently tried Popeyes, and he hated it. He he absolutely hated it. Oof, ouch. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe he knows something that we don't. I guess I, like there was like something in the recipe that didn't agree with him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sort of spitballing here. Don't want to like not no not throwing shade against Popeyes. We don't want to start beef. <laughs> start like no, a bitter beef or, or chicken. Or a chicken. Start a start a chicken. Don't want to start a beef or a chicken. We don't want to start either of those, especially because the chicken uh, is most likely going to be uh, more enjoying the prospect of surfing or skateboarding anyway, which actually goes over to my uh, favorite story of the week, which is this thing here because of this image <laughs> that we saw earlier in the show of the skateboarding rooster. This was a topic that was sent in from the that was posted on the New York Post. Uh, here it is. The surfing and skateboarding chickens that have become local celebrities down in Australia was where this particular topic takes place so yeah i was just sort of like off put by the bizarreness of that basically not to mention this particular image of the chicken literally being thrown into the ocean that's gonna stay with me tonight i think basically uh, but anyway so those are my favorite topics uh for the night i think we can go ahead and wrap that up right there but what uh, what were your favorite topics yeah. those of you at home watching along with us live uh, feel free to drop us a comment down below. What were your favorite topics? And don't forget, we also have our Linktree page scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Uh, if you have some suggestions for weird news topics to bring up next week or any weird news show, um, use the contact us form and send us what you got. We might give you a shout out too. So now let's start. Let's go ahead and wrap this up with dad joke of the day. You ready for this? Ooh, of course. Oh. Okay, thank you. All right, now... <laughs> So, we have a dad joke for the day. Here we are. How about this? Uh, you used to be able to get air for free at gas stations, but now it's a dollar. That's inflation for you. <laughs> I get it, because he used the air to... Hey, all right. All right. Kill it. Thank you, Control. All right, now... All right, how about this one? How about this one? I got, I got, a, I got a good one. We'll end it on this note. Right. We'll end it on this note. Last dad joke of the day. Why is it a bad idea to eat a clock? Then you can't tell the time. You can't tell the time? Okay. Right. All right. Why is it a bad idea to eat a clock? Because it's so time-consuming. <laughs> That's even better. Time-consuming. All right. So, uh, that, there it is. Oh, I was expecting the, uh, the rim shot a little bit sooner there, but we got it in. We got it in there. That was good. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see. All right. So, I guess that basically brings to a close this particular episode of Weird News, live streaming right here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe and follow on your platform of choice. And feel free to join us uh, this coming Friday for another brand new episode of Weekend Showcase at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, right here. Same same channels, roughly. Um, we're also going to be doing a special thing tonight. We're going to go ahead and follow this up with a part two of our uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall stream that we started last Friday uh, a couple days ago. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go back through the campaign on that and pick up where that left off, mainly to sort of make up for the fact that AJ unfortunately couldn't be with us that night, but uh, he's back now. We're going to go ahead and go through that as well. Um, we're going to go ahead and shut this down and set up for that stream. We're going to go ahead and start that at 7.30 um, Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. So that's going to be not that long to have to wait, basically. 
Um, so we're going to go ahead and shut this down right now and queue up for that. In the meantime, thanks so much for watching and listening. And uh, we'll see you next time for another brand new episode of Weekend Showcase. Have a good night. See you next time. <laughs>